0: Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. I am your host, Larry Lease. Today, we're diving into the gruesome family murder by husband and father, Komatsu. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. You can check them out today at poddex.com. Use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. Check them out today. And now, on to our main topic. First, I have a question for you. How far are you willing to go to keep your family together? If there's something pulling you apart, or your partner is no longer interested in continuing a relationship, will you fight for it? Maybe you will go to couples therapy, try to sort out the issues, or even possibly give up and try to remain just friends. Apologies for butchering these names wrong. Hirobumi Komatsu, when faced with the situation of his family potentially falling apart, decided to go down a rather dark alternate route. Instead of trying to reconcile with his wife who was thinking about divorcing him, he decided to plan out a vicious crime. Rather than communicate with his wife or try to seek some family support, he decided to wait until they were all asleep and murder his wife and five kids one by one. He then poured gasoline and lit their home on fire. How did he plan the murders? What information about his wife pushed him over the edge? Why did he kill all his children too? How did he get caught? And what happened to him? This is the story of the killer father and husband who decimated his family. Much is known about Hirofumi, the father and killer, from a memoir that was published by the Japanese Japanese news site Daily Shinchō. In it, he talks about being an only child to a father who was a truck driver and spoiled him with love toys and a good childhood. Born in Chiba, Japan in 1984, being an only child and spoiled made him quite rebellious as he was often caught smoking while in high school and often rode around on his motorcycle getting into trouble. He eventually got expelled from high school and would spend most days visiting pachinko parlors, which are Japanese slot machine gambling centers. There isn't much reporting on what Hiro Bumi was doing for work, or even if he had a job. But it seems that he mostly did odd jobs and spent a lot of time gambling at Pachinko. A few months before he met his future wife, his father died of cancer. In the mid-2000s, while he was doing some construction work, he injured his hand and was taken to the hospital. This is where he and Magumi, his wife, actually met and began a relationship. She had previously been married and was a divorced single mother with a daughter who was working at the hospital as a pharmacy clerk. A few months after they were dating, she got pregnant and the couple decided to move in together to start a family. Although her parents were against the marriage, she insisted and the couple married. Along with her daughter, Yumeki, from her first marriage, the couple had their first son together, Takara. Just a month after their son was born. He was sent to prison in 2000. He had been caught driving without a license and causing an accident and received a suspended sentence. Then in 2010, he was caught driving without a license again and was sentenced to prison for six months. Apologies. One second. While in prison, he would bring Takara to visit him in prison. Magumi lied to her parents and told them Hiro Bumi was on a business trip. After a few months in prison, he was released on probation, decided to start looking for work to help support his family. He was living with the two kids, going from her parents' home to their home with Hiro Bumi to save money. She was collecting maternity, as well as, well as child payments from the government, as well as borrowing money from her parents and neighbors to make ends meet. Hiro Bumi ended up getting a job in construction, and by 2012, the couple finally started getting back on their feet. They also had their second child together, another boy, Ruya. With a stepdaughter and two sons, it was hard to make ends meet. Magumi continued to work in the pharmacy, and Hiro was working construction. But the salary was low, and once the government realized Magumi was living with someone, the child payments for her daughter stopped couple were drowning in loans and always behind on payments. In 2014, after finding she was pregnant again, she ended up having twin boys. Reru, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these names, but I'll just call them R&R. To ensure the growing family could survive, Hirobumi started working nights as a paper delivery man along with his day job. In 2015, Hirobumi took a job to help clean up the disaster site at the Fukushima power plant after the big earthquake and tsunami in 2011. He would be busted up every morning and brought back every night. The job was tough, but made enough money to help support the family. Magumi also became a dental assistant, and the family once again started flourishing. It's around this time that Hirobumi's uncle passed away, and Hirobumi was able to get some money from the inheritance. He used some to pay back loans, get his license back, and also buy a used van. He started working at a transportation company. In his memoir, he said he dreamt of being like his truck driver dad and was excited to follow in his footsteps. The owner of the company he worked at encouraged him to get a truck driving license. However, due to some issues, he wasn't able to get his license. Instead, he stopped communication with the owner, grew disappointed, and withdrew from working. His wife also lost her job as a dental assistant at this time, and the couple were both unemployed. By 2017, both out of work and drowning in debt again, the couple ended up going to Pachinko and wasting away their last remaining money. Hiro also started some illegal activities, and the family of seven was in trouble once again. At one last attempt to get back on track and make money, Hiro got a job at an automobile glass shop in the day. Magumi also got a job as a receptionist at a hospital. She also decided to work a couple of days a week as a hostess at night. Hostess clubs have women who dress in beautiful dresses, flirt with men while they pour drinks, and sit with them. While his wife was away at her night job, Hiro would take care of the kids. Their eldest daughter, Yumeki, was also in elementary school and was helping take care of her four brothers. Hiro would wait until Magumi came home from work so so they could talk before bed. However, as the night hostessing progressed, Megumi would come home later and later and tell Hiro she was hanging out with her co-workers. He started to suspect she was dealing with some of the customers in a more sexual way to get more money. Many hostesses agreed to dates or even sex with customers for extra income. Then, she started bringing home gifts of food, snacks, e-cigarettes, and other things she received from her clients. She stopped cooking, spending time with her family, and was constantly tired from both her day job and night job. Hiro told her to quit the night job, but she refused. He also sometimes went to her club, but found it was closed and her car was gone. During a school event where Yumeki, the stepdaughter, and Takara, the eldest son, was taking part in a school sports day, the family got together for a day of fun and picnic. Ogumi was in a good mood and made a large bento for the family. While in the car, Hiro saw... Megumi's iPhone and found a text chat between Megumi and one of her clients at the hostess club according to a rough translation um, it was saying the unknown caller I'm coming for lunch today she responded do you have anything you want to eat the guy said no I want to sleep together soon she said no I like that idea and then he said I'm waiting for you to get rid of your husband yeah this is where it goes takes a turn for the worst after seeing the messages, he confronted his wife, who admitted that she was interested in seeing her client, but claimed she hadn't had any physical relationship yet. She also told him she wanted a divorce. Literally, they could have put it this and just got a divorce. That's all you had to do. Literally. Just make a divorce so you didn't have to kill anybody. Y'all both wanted a divorce, right? Hero asked to talk privately with his wife that night. But it But she said she had to go to the hostess club and couldn't talk. She agreed not to see the client. She had messaged and come home after her night shift at the club so they could talk more. That night, when Megumi didn't come home, he went looking for her and found her car parked outside an apartment building. When she came home at 4 a.m., he confronted her and said she was at the convenience store talking to her friend. He knew she was lying and realized that he was going to lose his wife and his kids too. That's when he decided to take things into his own hand. As most of this comes from the memoir presented by Hiro, it paints a very one-sided picture. During the trial, many acquaintances of Gumi claimed that Hiro was lazy, physically violent towards his wife, and had a bad temper. He was was also witnessed by neighbors yelling at her and arguing with her. Unfortunately, we'll never know the full truth about how Hiro and his relationship with his wife and kids was, as they were all murdered and can't shed any light on his behavior at home. Now, before we dive into the actual crime, I'd like to actually take a moment to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible is a subscription service that allows you to buy audiobooks that you can listen to on your phone. Audible allows you to choose from a gigantic array of audiobooks narrated by amazing authors. You can listen to from anywhere. iPods, iPhones, uh, Android devices, computers, uh, Fire TVs. Right now, I'm listening to The Dead Zone by Stephen King narrated by Oscar-winning actor James Franco. It's a chilling story of a high school teacher who falls into a coma and wakes up with psychic abilities. In all seriousness, audiobooks are great for when you're alone, and maybe stop with the YouTube for a bit. But hey, do you want a free audiobook right now? Then go to audibletrial.com Larry21 and sign up today for your free audiobook. Enough about them, let's get back into the crime, shall we? Faced with a wife who was asking for a divorce, was possibly in a relationship already with another man, and the fear that he would not only lose his wife to the new man, but all his children as well, he couldn't sleep or eat. According to Japanese Wikipedia, in his sleepless nights he decided to kill himself. He wanted to kill his wife, but he knew if he did he'd go to prison and his kids would have to live with their grandparents, but if he killed only himself, His wife and kids would be with the man who had stolen his wife. So he decided to kill his whole family. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Kyoto News also reported that Hiro began planning the murder-suicide a week in advance. He took off work for a week and told his company he needed the time off because his wife was sick. At a home renovation center, he bought some rope to hang himself and a 22-centimeter knife. He also purchased gasoline he planned to use to burn the house down with his entire family, including himself, inside. On October 5th, 2017, the day before he decided to kill his family, he bought presents for all the kids and had a nice dinner with his wife and family. This might have been his last chance to create a happy family memory before he would destroy them. On October 6th, 2017, at around 4.30am, while his wife and five kids were all asleep in the first floor room, Hirobumi took out his knife and approached sleeping Magumi. He got on top of her and repeatedly stabbed her. He moved to his 11-year-old stepdaughter and four sons, aged seven, five, three, and 3. He went from child to child, stabbing them one by one in the chest, back and night until he was covered in blood. He then took out his lighter, doused the front entrance of the home in gasoline, and lit his house on fire. Once the fire started and flames started creeping up, Hero's legs, the pain was too much for him to handle, and he decided to flee his apartment. He went to a park close by to commit suicide, but once again lost his nerve and instead drove to the police station and turned himself in. Around 5 a.m. saying, I just killed my entire family and set my home on fire. The Imbarki Prefectural Police, as well as the fire department, showed up at his home and firefighters were able to extinguish the fire just before 6 a.m. The room where the family slept housed his dead wife and four kids. His stepdaughter was still breathing, so she was rushed to the hospital, but died of blood loss and carbon monoxide poisoning later that day. Police arrested Hero for the murder of his stepdaughter, then later for the murder of his wife and four sons as well. His wife and four sons also had died from monoxide poisoning, as well as the wounds inflicted from the knife, which led to blood loss. He was also charged with arson for setting the fire. Once in custody, he was questioned and confessed to the murder and gave the motive of wanting to erase his family and himself because his wife was planning to divorce him and he would lose his entire family. Along with the murder and arson charges, the prosecutors also charged him with forgery and fraud for forging a driver's license and other official documents. Prosecutors were asking for the death penalty as the crime was cruel, selfish, and planned ahead of time. The defense, however, was hoping to show that Hiro was actually depressed and under duress from the situation with his wife and the divorce. His lack of sleep and food impaired his judgment and he should be acquitted or given a lenient sentence. Hiro went through a psychiatric examination and was found mentally competent to stand trial. However, Asahi News reported that in November 2018, Hiro, while detained at the Hitachi Police Station, collapsed due to chronic pulmonary hypertension and suffered a heart attack. After he recovered, he claimed he had no memory of his actions, and the defense asked that he be suspended as he no longer was able to recall his crimes. But the court said, quote, with proper assistance from lawyers and supervisory support from the court, the trial would be able to continue. Trial began in May 2021 at the Mino District Court and lasted about a month. Despite saying he didn't remember committing the crimes, he said he did remember having burns and scars and being interrogated by police. He told the court he took responsibility for the crimes and was prepared for a sentence. On June 30th, 2021, Hero was found guilty and Judge. can't pronounce his last name, so I'm just gonna go with Judge T. sentenced him to death. After the decision, Hiro and his lawyers appealed the decision to the Tokyo High Court and are preparing to have his case heard. Whether he actually killed his family is not the question. I believe that police and investigators have enough evidence to prove that he planned and followed through on his attack on his wife and five kids. That being said, there seems to be many factors that led to all this pain and suffering. Had the family been able to keep down jobs, afford to raise the kids, and not have to resort to jobs like hostessing, there might have been a better relationship between the couple. If there was some domestic violence happening or abusive behavior, she might have been able to reach out and get support or protection from Hiro. Losing money at a pachinko parlor and escaping financial responsibilities was also something that culminated in desperation for money. Ultimately, whether it was Hiro's lack of stability, Or gambling habits or the wife's night job and extramarital affairs. The biggest tragedy in this case was the five innocent young children who did nothing wrong. Five kids ages 3 to 11 had their lives cut short because of two adults who couldn't get along and take care of them. I just know your thoughts on the case we covered. Um, Should he have been uh, offered a lenient sentence? Do you believe that he didn't remember committing the crimes or do you think he was just using it as a cover story let us know and as always like and subscribe to the channel you can support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com tcns your support helps the channel grow bring in new hosts be able to pay them uh, hire new writers and upgrade our equipment and hopefully one day take this show on the road we thank you for watching and listening and we will see you next week or next time I should say everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Crispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it